welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Welcome to episode three. In this episode, I am addressing a question that came from my Facebook group of the same name, Here to Thrive. When I asked you, my community, what you would like to hear about in this podcast, uh, you came up with lots of wonderful suggestions, and I'm certainly going to be talking to a lot of those as we go through the weeks. The first one that stood out to me was something that I thought was really useful to discuss as we start off the podcast and we begin the discussion around personal growth and our desire, I guess, to better ourselves and live the best life that we can. And one of the members of the community wrote this, how do we let ourselves be in a culture that is telling us we are not enough? And that really hit a point for me because she's right. We live in a culture that tells us constantly that we are not enough. Salespeople are taught to identify people's pain points and then come up with a solution that will fix them. If you look at the marketing around us, that's typically how we are sold to. They play on our insecurities and then propose a solution or suggest that whatever they are selling will fix us, cure us, help us, save us, whatever it might be. So how do we approach personal growth from a place of being enough without that being a contradiction? The first thing I want to say is that the type of coaching I do merges what I would call spirituality with positive psychology. And one of the reasons I'm particularly drawn to positive psychology as opposed to other forms of thought or psychology is that positive psychology focuses really on this point that you are absolutely enough. And it focuses on strengths and looking for the good in people rather than necessarily fixing the bad or fixing the broken. And I am a true believer, if we can focus on our strengths and what's good about us or what's working well, we tend to flourish even more than if we were trying to fix what we perceive as our weaknesses. So I'll premise my answer by by saying that, and I'm sure you'll see how that influences my recommendations about how we can approach personal growth from a place of being enough. So in terms of some practical points for you, I think one of the first things to do when you're approaching personal growth and a desire to improve, if you like, is to first of all, recognize your inherent worthiness. It's about already understanding that you are enough, that you don't have to fix yourself. And that is a real mind switch, if you like. It's, it's a way to approach the world. 
I'm a huge believer that we are all worthy. Each and every one of us is as worthy as each other. And I recognize that some people have had terrible things that they've had to overcome in their past. And by no means am I saying or reducing those experiences, but it doesn't make you any less worthy. And it's about us reconnecting with ourselves and believing it. And obviously, a lot of that comes down to self-worth. But in terms of recognizing your own worthiness, there's a couple of things I suggest to my clients. And I'm going to make a note of these in the show notes and also on my website. So after so after the episode, if you go to my website at www.thrive.how forward slash podcast three, you'll see some notes about these exercises I'm going to suggest throughout. So back to recognizing your worthiness, some of the exercises I suggest to my clients are to list all of your strengths. And this isn't something that we necessarily do in everyday life. Many of us feel uncomfortable about writing down what we're good at or what others perceive us to be good at. And it isn't until someone like me comes in and and tells you that you have to do this exercise that you would even stop to consider to think about something like this. But it's an excellent way for you to start to recognize everything you bring to the table and not overlook all of the great strengths that you have. So when I say write a list of your strengths, literally get out a piece of notepaper and a pen and sit with yourself uninterrupted and write down all of the things that you are good at. It might be, I'm a friendly person, I'm approachable, I'm kind-hearted, I try my best at all things. There are so many things you could write. And the thing is, the first few of these are probably going to be quite hard. And then after that, you kind of get in a flow and a rhythm and and words start to flow a little bit easier. But do expect this exercise to be uncomfortable. If it feels really strange and you don't know where to start, it's often a good idea to ask those people close to you what they would say are three strengths that you have. Often when we can't necessarily identify things in ourselves, it can be useful to have an outside view where we kind of get the ability to look at ourselves through the eyes of others. So you might ask your partner, your best friend, and your mother, for example. There's no restriction on, on who to ask. But the key is here is to get a really good idea of the stuff that you're good at and to focus on that. The second exercise I would suggest in terms of recognizing your inherent worthiness and that you're already worthy before you start any form of self-development or growth is to write yourself a love note. Now, I this is one of the exercises in my self-care challenge. So if you've already been through that, uh, this one will be familiar. Again, this one can feel really uncomfortable and... I want you to persist through that initial feeling of discomfort because you'll be amazed at what comes out when you give yourself the space and permission to sort of dig into your heart and express all the gratitude you have for yourself. 
Again, on my website in the post that refers to this episode, I'll have more detailed instructions around how to do this and some examples. But the key is, again, to just give yourself some time and space, that room for self-reflection, grab a pen and a paper, and start a letter. I write personally in the third person when I do these, so I literally address it to myself with, Dear Kate, and write as I would to a friend. I find it easier, and I know my clients do as well, when you do address the letter in the third person. It kind of gives you that level of separation from your own identity to be able to really let the words flow, which makes that exercise so much more powerful. So just as a recap, that is about recognizing your inherent worthiness. So before you even start on any journey of self-discovery, I truly believe it's important to appreciate your strengths and recognize that you're doing well and that no matter where you are on your journey of self-discovery, there is always something you can be proud of about yourself. So the second point I have is knowing that you are right where you're supposed to be. Now this comes down to having a damn good dose of faith and about trusting, for me, trusting in something bigger than myself. I'm a big believer in life having lessons for us and each of us being on a journey for our own development. And so this point for me is really about trusting that where we are on our journey is exactly where we're meant to be right now. And sometimes that journey doesn't look pretty. But if your life is anything like mine, I can now look back and connect the dots and recognize what I was learning in those times that weren't always nice or comfortable. And so I think that for this point, I really want you to focus on having faith that you are growing even in those times when perhaps you don't feel like you are. A side point to this is you need to have a giant dose of self-compassion. And that's a thread that wove through the first two suggestions I had for you. In terms of how I define self-compassion, it's about treating yourself like you would your own best friend. It's about the language we use with ourselves and the way we talk to ourselves in our minds. So, so many of us are completely unconscious of the way we speak to ourselves. But if we stop to check in, we would never be friends with the bully that lives in our heads. This one certainly takes some practice and I will be sure to address it more in future podcasts. But the first step is being aware of when you talk to yourself or berate yourself or are unkind to yourself and trying to just override that in the moment. So the type of thing I'm talking about is the type of language you use with yourself that's really unhelpful. For example, Kate, you're useless. How did you stuff that up? You look fat in that dress. You're a terrible mother. Or when it comes to personal development, telling yourself that you're not doing a good job, that you haven't done enough, or that you still have so far to go. It's about taking a negative view with yourself and being too hard on yourself. Those kind of thoughts don't help us. And like I said, if your best friend was sitting in your living room saying, Kate, you're a terrible mother. Do you think you'd still be friends with that person? No, you tell them to leave. And that's what you need to do here is you really do need to kick out the bully that's living in your own head and soothe that with a giant dose of self-compassion. 
So when you're talking about personal growth, it's about recognizing that there is no behind. That we all grow at the right level for ourselves, for our hearts, for our souls. And that you can't compare your journey with anybody else's. We're not in a race with anyone else. We're all walking our own unique paths and comparison is absolutely irrelevant. Your goal should be to be better than you were yesterday. And that is all. So in terms of enacting this idea in your life, I do love mantras. And and I feel like when you're trying to integrate a new thought, there is no better way than making a mantra easily accessible to you throughout the day. And you may not believe this thought to start with, but I'm a big believer and the more that we surround ourselves with key thoughts, the more they seep into our unconscious minds and we begin to believe them even if we hadn't at the start. So I would encourage you to write yourself a little note and put it places where you're going to read it at least a couple of times a day. So you might write on a note, I am exactly where I am supposed to be. I am exactly where I am supposed to be. And you might stick it on your mirror. You might have it on your steering wheel in your car. Or you might be like me and have a note that pops up on your iPhone in the morning every single day that I have to clear that says, I am right where I am supposed to be. The final point I would make around coming at personal growth from a place of already being enough is that you have to do what feels right for you. Like I touched on at the start of this podcast, society sells to us constantly. We are always being sold to and we are always being told that we are not enough, that we are lacking in some way and that we can be fixed. What I would say is that personal growth is not a one-size-fits-all. There is not one path to enlightenment. There is not one path to the good life. We are all so unique and have different journeys that we need to walk and different things that will resonate with us, and you need to honor that. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't fall into the trap of there being one guru, if you like, or one person or one way that will save you and make you better, make you happier, make you free, um, heal you, whatever it may be, the truth is that your growth needs to be driven from you. A coach can absolutely help on that process or a therapist or another professional, but the reality is change can only ever come from you. I can't write a program to help you grow if you're not willing to do the work yourself. And if it doesn't feel good to you, you won't do the work. Which is why trusting your gut and doing what interests you is so important when it comes to personal growth. So when I'm talking about personal growth not being a one-size-fits-all and that you need to do what feels good for you, trust your gut. So for you, your place to start with personal growth might be around health and food and fitness, 
or you might be really drawn towards spiritual development and want to investigate that further. Or right now, you might feel a nudge to investigate mindfulness and be focusing on the now and not be thinking about the big grand questions for your life, but rather focusing on keeping yourself present. So the key point here is that there is no one size fits all. No one can sell you a quick fix because the way I look at life, it's a journey and we will always be wanting to grow and strive and learn more. And and that learning is infinite. There is no stop point where you will feel like you have it all figured out. I know that I certainly still am growing and learning and so excited about personal growth and what I can learn more about ourselves and the way we function. And if I believed that it was as simple as picking off a solution out of a book or picking up someone's online course and running through it and then I would be fixed or happy or free, that's just not reality. That's not how personal growth will ever work. Our minds are really not that much different to our bodies and that personal growth becomes a lifestyle and something that you will probably always be interested in once you really start on that path. So I guess just something I really want to highlight is that you have to enjoy the journey. If you're not doing it for the joy of it, then it's not worth it. So in summary, I do believe that you can come at personal growth from a place of being enough. It might sound like a contradiction, but I don't believe it is. I think if your desire is to truly grow and continue living into your full potential and learning about yourself, then you will always be driven to the things that you need to learn. Practice self-compassion. Don't push yourself harder than you need to. Recognize that you're not in a race and that you're right where you're supposed to be. Trust that you are worthy, regardless of what you achieve on the outside world. You were born worthy. You will die worthy. You do not need to prove your worthiness. And trust your gut. When you're interested in personal development, do what feels right for you. Follow the paths that resonate. Don't feel like you have to tick all of the boxes in somebody's program or do everything I say in every podcast. Do what feels right for you and be realistic with what you can achieve and make sure above all else that it's bringing you joy. So I hope that helps and addresses the fact that you are enough regardless of where you are on your personal development journey Nothing will ever stop you from already being enough. As I mentioned, if you go to my website at www.thrive.how, and that's H-O-W, forward slash podcast three, and that's the word podcast, and then the number three, you will find some of the notes that go along with this episode as well as links to some of the exercises that I've suggested that you could do in here just to start your journey of personal growth off on the right foot. As always, if you've got any questions, you can reach out to me. My contact details are on my website. 
at thrive.how and I'll be back next episode with some more thoughts about how you can live the good life. Thanks for listening to Here to Thrive. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you could go into iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. I'll be back again next week with more tips on how to live a happier life. See you then.